welcome on in. Enswell Boxing, Ireland's boxing podcast. I'm Al Rich. Click on the link in the attached show notes. You'll find all our previous episodes. If you want to get in touch, suggestions, ideas, you'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or you can email us at endswellpod at protonmail.com. You're welcome on in again for this final episode of June. It's my privilege and pleasure to be in your ears. Thanks to all who've been in contact with suggestions, ideas, jokes. As always, I'm delighted and humbled to hear from each and every one person who takes time to correspond in any way. This is going to be one of the busier episodes of the last few. Waterford welter Dylan Morn, off the couch, off the pizza, and back in his Von Trapp-like camp in Liechtenstein, and he took time out on Wednesday to have a chat with me. When it happened, I said, you know what, the whole world has gone into crisis. It's not like one of the usual uh, upsets before a fight, you know, where it's just me affected or my opponent pulled out or I got sick. The whole world came to a halt. From Liechtenstein to Manchester, and Kieran Farrell is back to tell us about his affinity with Irish boxers and of his new venture and what it means for Irish boxing. The Irish fighters for such a little country are second to none. There's a lot of fighters who are good enough to become world champion. And if that wasn't already enough, we'll have Monaghan man Larry Fryer, who will be the first Irish boxer back in the ring post-lockdown. The only way that I can have fun in this sport is that when I'm fighting. Sitting on the sidelines is not, is not what I got involved in this sport for. Yeah. Before I get into all that, a conversation that I had with Dylan earlier on got me thinking... And I can hear it now. Oh no, here he goes. <laughs> um, we were talking about loyalty. We are talking about teams. We are talking about genuine, honest and, and integrity. And, and the value of all of those. Particularly, not just in life, but particularly in this sport. Um, and I'm going to go a little bit on this. I'm going to go a little bit off-piste. A little bit off-script or a little bit off. Just off the top of my head. Because it's, it's something that's rankled with me. Especially when... During the whole lockdown and you start to see the real traits, you start to see people's true selves. And uh, the mask, if you were wearing a mask and you were trying to hold on a mask, it, it tends to slip when the pressure comes on. To be honest, you hear all the cliches, if you want loyalty, buy a dog and yaddy yaddy. Not not massive believer in that. It's not something I found to be true. If you take the time and the effort with real people and real friends for the most part. Now I've had a couple of brushes with spite, childishness, churlishness and blind narcissism over the last few uh, shall we say on podcast journey. We'll just keep to the podcast journey. I've done some work which initially seemed genuine, credible and fun, without a doubt fun. And over that short time then when you look and you sit back and you watch and you listen more so than anything else the good old fashioned peacocking by um by wannabes tend to try and put themselves they try to place themselves ahead of boxers and those wannabes try they actually see themselves sometimes as incredibly ahead of promoters and then worse again the ridiculous unfounded confidence and lack of reason allows them to believe their opinion is worthy and even capable of making fights, profiles, building providers' profiles, and bringing something to a fight that, and it could well be, but my approach from the jump has always been key to my learning and growth of the podcast is no bullshit, no clickbait, no lies, no rubbish. 
know what you know and biggest quest of all is to get to know what I don't know. Now I don't and I won't as a rule respond, bite, reply, give credit to any such sort of um, lack of character. But ignorance, spite and arrogance annoy me. When fighters show me love, they give me time at any level, whether it's a little bit of time, a whole lot of time, whether it's a whole lot of... They're not obliged to do so. So the fact that they'll take time to do it means the world to me and it makes makes what I do credible. Because if I don't have legitimate fighters that people want to listen to, well then no one's going to listen to me. And I'd be a narcissist to believe they would. I absolutely respect, acknowledge and love all of the time and the respect and if anything I can do anywhere along the line for the fighters I do and I stay in touch with them not just when I want something most will attest to that this one in particular um, I don't know what it's an individual shall we say that I that I had the misfortune I suppose to maybe it's fortune actually to say that I did eventually suss out and find the true person but he's gone and absolutely pissed all over and ruined the relationship which brought him way 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 more than he ever brought it uh, gave him more than he deserved, and he, he he's his lack of uh, his lack of respect, lack of loyalty, and lack of all of the things that we've I've mentioned here just a few minutes has seen him basically just been cast aside and placed back out on the scrap heap. Now he's scratching at doors and hoping to get a little bit of acknowledgement and a little bit of credit. Now I'm not talking about any boxers in particular. This is a particular individual. Anybody that's been listening a long time will have heard some of the collaborations. And uh, as I said, they were fun at the time, but they've turned out to be quite um, quite underhanded. Now, when this individual was confronted, like a real coward, he ran. And he blamed everybody else and he told everybody, it was, so, it was someone else, it wasn't him, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. I'm going to finish this up by saying, the same clown openly preaches that everybody in boxing needs to work together. And in reality, it's all bullshit. He's only interested in his own profile. And that, in a nutshell, is what gives boxing the name that it gets amongst people who know nothing about it. That sort of character. And it's not. Thankfully, it's not. If you enjoy hearing quality information with boxers telling it as it is, whether it's happy, sad, up, down, highs or lows, no matter what it is, when the boxers speak it, it's true. It's true and you hear it in their voices and they tell their journey. And you're going to get that here all the time. And if that wasn't, if that's to stop and if it ceases then I'll stop. But if you want to hear pandering, kiss-assing with people and never daring to differ or offer an opinion different to those he pray, he worships and craves attention from, I'd rather pack it up than become one of those. Last time we spoke to Dylan Morn, he was prepping for two fights of a period that was going to change the direction of his career. He won the first one, COVID intervened a little bit, and now we're back on track. He's here now to talk to us about how it's been, how he's kicked COVID ass, and what comes next for you. How are you keeping, Dylan? Good, Alan, man. Thanks for having me back on. Ah, oh, jeez, it's a pleasure, my friend. Never too far away. Never a million miles away. Good stuff. Good stuff. But all's good. All's good. I am, I'm back in Liechtenstein at the moment. Back to normal. Um, training is in full flow. And yeah, all is good. Um, delighted to be back here. It was a crazy time for us all, I think, with this COVID-19 and the virus and whatnot. And... Obviously, I was, I think I was two weeks from the biggest fight of my life and it got cancelled because of it. And now I'm back chasing that fight, so hopefully we can make that happen and drive on. It's it's a theme in this episode, um, 
Dylan I spoke to Larry Friars only yesterday and Larry of course was the night it was the night before his fight with Ray Moylet in Boston Yeah. Ray had travelled yeah. to Boston both of their partners were about to go into Larry it was, it was almost if someone had told you me and any other fella that grew up in Ireland six months ago that every pub and every church in Ireland would be closed for three months solid and nothing would move in between a cow wouldn't be milked <laughs> We would have laughed at them and told them where to go, wouldn't we? You'd have done some laughing, that's right. It would have been a father Ted scenario, you know. But listen, yeah, but it happened. And, it did. Know, we all had to deal with it, and hopefully, it's gone now. You know, it seems to be getting better. And how did you deal with it, Dylan? How was lockdown for you personally? Did you did you have the ups and downs the same as the rest of us? You know, Al, when when it happened, I said, you know what, the whole world has gone into crisis. It's not like one of the usual. Uh, upsets before a fight, you know, where it's just me affected or my opponent pulled out or I got sick. The whole world came to a halt. So that made it a little bit easier, you know, and kind of took a positive look on it. Um, I went home from Liechtenstein. I was blessed to have the gym there. My dad, we kept tipping away um, every day. Without that, I would have gone crazy, you know. So um, I was tipping away in the gym, keeping just the base fitness, nothing crazy. And, and that got me through it. I found myself, this is the weird side of it, I found myself throughout the lockdown productivity was I was buzzing and I threw myself into it headlong and I made yeah. sure I avoided the news I avoided the negativity I avoided the doom and gloom for the most part and now yeah. in a weird sense it's all starting to turn again and I find myself just a, I won't say off but just off that pace just a touch because I don't know was it overdrive I don't know is it a reluctance to believe what's coming I don't know maybe it's just a, 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 yeah. a safeguard or, or a cautionary error but listen it's starting to turn again now and there's a certain opponent we'll get to in a few minutes who's very much uh, obsessed with what Dylan Moran did during the lockdown but we'll come to him in a minute he'll, he'll have his time um, yeah. we continue to emerge from, from these crazy times as we said um, you have a date to aim for now it's the 8th of August in Liechtenstein yeah. do we say uh, Johnny and the lads at Boxing Ireland uh, credit to them were, were the first to come up with the line uh, you'll be the first Irish man to box in Liechtenstein. Probably official, we could add to that. Officially. I'm sure there's a lot of lads boxed there over the years, unofficially. Tell us about yeah. what Liechtenstein is, Dylan, because there's, there's most people in Ireland, I suppose, if we're being honest, wouldn't know much about Liechtenstein, if anything. Yeah, so I didn't know anything about it either. You know, I just ended up over here. And it's called, what it's called is a principality. So it borders Austria, Germany, and Switzerland, and there's bridges going from each country into it. You know, and like they've got like a prince that lives up on the hill. And there's like, it's just like a little money town. There's like 16 banks here. And you look out my window, there's just banks everywhere. It's like the lowest tax rate in the world. And it's a real rich um, place, but also the most beautiful part of the world I've ever been in. The people are really nice and it's just perfect for training. I've signed with Pete Lyme here and he's going to run a show on August the 8th. Hence, I'll be the first guy to fight here officially. <laughs> and um, as they're saying, I think it's going to be an outdoor show. You know, it's going to be a good little deal and I'm looking forward to it. That's amazing. That sounds, it sounds very similar. It sounds like a cross between Monaco and a scene from The Sound of Music or something. <laughs> You're up in the mountains with all the banks and we, we see the Prince Dylan sitting in your man's sir here, get up on my seat, mate. <laughs> um, but that's amazing. Um, it is, that's like, talk about, because everyone knows your story and if they don't, they can go figure it yeah. out. I'm not going back over. But to come back and, and we said this in messages during the week, Manny would have forgiven, I won't say forgiven, Manny would have thrown their hat at the top, poor me, fuck this, I'm out here, everything's going against me. That was never likely to happen, was it, Dylan? No, never. Um, it's just it's just not in me to do that, um, Al, you know. I don't know what it is, it's just the uh, reluctancy to give up. I'll always just keep trying again and trying again, and I just always had this feeling that something was going to happen to me in boxing, you know, and even at my lowest points, getting bait or going to Mexico or whatever, what have you, fights getting cancelled, 
that feeling was always there and just brought me back to the gym. And now I've, I'm at a point now and couldn't have ever dreamed of, really. You know, things are looking great. Big fights are there for me. Everything that I've ever wanted, I just need to keep training hard now and go and get them. I think, to be fair to you, you say you don't know what it is, but I think the best way we could sum it up is it's still in morn. I think that's just the best way uh, we can say it. That's, that's you. It's you. It's, it's, it's in you. And to be fair to you, most of the Irish fighters that I speak to, most of the fighters, that, if not all, have it. And it's just some have yeah. it to levels of Michael Jordan and some have it to levels yeah. of, of Rocky Balboa, you know what I mean? And it's where you yeah. go in between yeah. and what, le- but to your credit, you may have, you may have had a, a day or two, the same as the rest of us, but who doesn't? Where it proves we're all yeah. human, you know? Of course, you're going to have your bad days and your good days. I have more bad than good sometimes, you know what I mean? But like I said, at the end of the day, that feeling is always there. And, the way I look at things now, I look at everything that has gone wrong and I say, well, geez, imagine if I'd give it up, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. So now I'm here and anything that's to go wrong for me that's to come, that same thought will be there. Well, look what could come just like this happened, you know? So, yeah, I won't be, um, I won't be leaving that and getting in my way anytime soon. And do and you know what it is as well? We have a tendency here in Ireland and I know from my point of view, I went to live in Australia about a while ago now and um, yeah. like that... You're, you're not there, maybe you're, I don't know shelter the right word, but yeah, we are sheltered here a lot. We have everything we need within close proximity. If we don't have it, we yeah. can get to it. If we rightly or wrongly, whether that's a good thing or a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. when you get to somewhere like that, that you're so far away, the safety net is gone. Everything you know isn't there. You have to readjust, reacclimatize. It, it, it made me as a man without a shadow of a doubt. Now the inner child will always be there. We'll always be big kids at heart, but yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, well, it's sink or swim, and if you if it, there's no better way to find out. And to be fair to you, you've earned that reputation, the respect in boxing as a fellow who you, you keep your ho- you keep your house in order. You stay humble, you're honest, yeah. and you don't need to shit talk or throw it about. You don't do call out. I loved the interview this week, and I don't know why because as a rule, I'm not much. I'm, I think a fella can wear it or he can't wear it. And with you, I think if it's if it's real, the best way I could say yeah. it is, from what I know of you, if it's real, you can wear it. So, I mean, with your interview yeah. with Johnny and you said that now it's time to change, kind of suits yeah. you a little bit. Where's this inner demon yeah. coming from? Um, I suppose everyone have their little rules that you go by. And for me to be calling people out, getting loud when I had four or five fights was just a bit of a joke, really, and I wouldn't do that. Do you know what I mean? And like we've just spoke about, I've been through the mill. You know, I've served my time, my apprenticeship, so to speak. And now I'm ready to call out the big boys. You know what I mean? I've put in just as much as you and I've worked just as hard. So, you know, if you're not going to fight me, I'm going to get on the internet and, t- and tell people that I want to fight. So, yeah, and do it. In, I'm not going to disrespect people or anything like that. You know, this week with your man, Ilbe, was a bit of tongue-in-cheek. And, you know, I keep provoking him until I get that fight because over here, he's the top dog. He's the guy to beat. And I'm not doing all this training for nothing. You know, I need to beat the number one guy, so I'm going to keep at him. That brings us perfect. That was actually my next question. I was going to say, I didn't want to name drop, but I said there's a certain German who's been obsessing with Dylan Moran lately. And uh, Dennis Ilbe, of course, for those that don't know, was your next opponent before lockdown intervened. Yeah. Uh, he wouldn't be well known over here, if we're being honest about it. But you would yeah. have, it was you, when you said it in your interview that he's the top dog over there. How, put that into context for us, Dylan. Explain to us what, what, what is his status in that part of the world? So he's the German champion over here. And um, he's been in, I think, his last fight in America uh, for Kravakis, who just fought Terence Crawford, you know, so he's and went the distance, he got beat, but he's mixing it at that level. And um, he just, he puts on a bit of a show, you know, he comes to the ring wearing a mask and all sombreros with his team, and he's a bit of a star over here. And, you know, credit to the guy, he's got 24 fights, 22 wins, he's been in some exciting fights, and he's a bit of a character himself. And when I first come here, 
people were just name dropping Dennis Ilbe when I was telling him my weight, you know, so he just became the target and it just went on from there. We were supposed to fight for the WBC belt um, before the virus happened and it got cancelled. And now I'm back here and I'm like, well, let's get it on again. I don't know if it's a fair comparison, but he slotted into the role that the Klitschko's left behind. They put on a show. It was, um, there were personalities. Yeah, there was more yeah, than boxing he, almost. He, yeah, he's a showman. And to be fair to him, his style, he's, he's exciting. You know, he is exciting. And if, if Ilbe was, was fighting, you'd sit down to watch him. You know, he's always an exciting fight. He's not boring about the guy. He comes forward for 12 rounds and doesn't take a step back. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm going to keep poking him and poking him until he signs the contract and we get the fight happening. From you explaining, describing his style there and knowing your style, that that just sets up it's, one hell of a fight. Al, it's a great fight. It's a great fight. You know, it makes for an absolute barnstormer and I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, he, he's not shying away from it. I know I, I know the type of guy he is. Um, he'll take the fight. It's just a little bit of a negotiating going on and we'll get it done. Before I let you go, Dylan, you're in a division there now. It's... I, I'd safely say if it's not the most, it's definitely one of the most packed weights. You've got names like you've got all the names. I'm not going to. I'm not going to drop yeah. names. We know who they are. The yeah. welterweight division is loaded. Yeah, welterweight have it all. You know, and, speed, power. And what they've got is they've got that upper rank. They've got that upper uh, group of fighters who are champions, and then there's the group just below who are equally as good on any given night. And then there's the group below. Or I would say you're, to be fair to you, you're, if not you're in it already, you're just about to push into it when you beat Ilbe. That's incredible. That, like when you think yeah. of where it was 12 months ago, when you think, take out four months from lockdown, all that into account. That, do oh, you ever stop and think like that? Do you, does that or, or is that dangerous for, for Dylan Moore to stop thinking like? Well, well, the last time, like I was never more confident going into a fight than I was for the first scheduled fight with Ilbe, you know, and the WBC, well, that put, whoever won that was going into the top 10 in the world. And we were fighting, headlining in the Radio Farm Arena over here in Germany, a whole 7,000. Do you know what I mean? There was three TV channels. So that was going to be the biggest night of my life, you know, here in Germany. Mm. And hopefully that's what's going to happen again. So that's why I'm back at this guy and, you know, I'm working hard. I'm, I'm poking him on social media and that. And I know he'll bite and I know the fight will happen. It's like, it's like um, the big target, the big fish. It's like you take it, you're like those, the smaller fellas have to go keep taking little bites, little bites, little bites, yeah, and eventually. Well, 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 this is it, Al. I suppose it's what you want in boxing. You know, the training I'm doing over here in the life I'm living is too tough to go and get any more routine wins. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That don't do it for me anymore. Um, I want to be involved in the fights that people talk about for years to come. And I think this is definitely going to be one of them. I think you're right too. And just to finish up with Dylan, um, talk about lockdown now, post-lockdown in Liechtenstein in Ireland. I think for me, to use a boxing term, the gloves are off and the pubs open because that's when all caution will go out the window. <laughs> yeah. They can say what they like about rules and regulations. There will be no rules in any pub in Ireland after a lad been no, in there for 15 no, minutes. End the story. The you know, they'll be licking each other's face. They'll be washing their hands in the yeah, toilet. Yeah, they'll yeah. be pissing in the sink. It'll be, it'll oh, be all, all, all rules are gone. Talk to me a little bit about Liechtenstein, um, Dylan. What will that be like? Or what is it uh, like? You wouldn't believe it. It's like the virus never even happened here. Brilliant. It's just it's just life is normal, you know. Shops are normal, cafes are normal. Every the town, the, the capital is just two minutes from me. I've just drove through there. It's normal, you know. And they've said that it's been normal since I left. You know, maybe for a week or two, they done a little bit of social distancing, and that was it. They 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 only got like seven or eight cases here, I think. And it is is it a relaxed sort of lifestyle, low key, small, it's, laid back? What it is is it's like retired millionaires all retire here so you've just got like loads of mansions built into the mountains right I'm on my way and <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it is there won't be many young people here um, 
all kind of uh, the older crowd, you know, and like I said, retired millionaires, lots of retired businessmen and that. And it's just a real chilled, nice area, you know, and then we've got the gym just on the outskirts of it. And it's perfect for training. There's no distractions, everything you want is here. And um, the scenery is just amazing, which makes the train a little bit easier. I'd almost ask you to start to, to break out a verse of the hills are alive or something like that. That is just a perfect. <laughs> if if uh, if Liechtenstein tourist board are listening, get us hit us up yeah, here. Yeah. Come on, this man is is selling you <laughs> to Ireland because it, it sounds all joking aside. When, whenever this fight happens in Germany, that sounds like I listen. Uh, it has to happen. It will happen. Yeah, and it will happen. if at all possible, let's let's get there. Let's get us. Let's get a, a crew there, and I'd love to be there as well. So keep in touch. Um, Listen, Dylan, it's always an absolute pleasure. You're you're one of the most affable fellas in, in boxing. You're always open, you're honest. And and to be fair to you, when you're having the out there, when you're even if it is a Turkish delight, you know, just don't yeah. offer this man a Turkish delight. <laughs> <laughs> or a pizza. Oh I wasn't even gonna go there, you know what I mean? Because anyone that believes you were eating as much as pizza as, as that and looking the way you do, and anyone that believes he's ready in the morning, right, okay. We'll meet you somewhere yeah, in the middle, lads. The pizza joke isn't over. He's get there's more coming to him. You want to get a teenage mutant ninja turtle or something going there, and then <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Do you want to give a shout out to anyone, or do you want to give everyone, or, or just have you anything to say before I let you go? No, no, I, I don't. Not, not 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 off the top of my head, anyway. And just thanks to everyone for supporting me as always. You know, I've got great feedback on social media this week with the fight. People have been getting behind me in numbers all the time, and it doesn't happen without me. So if anyone was listening, thank you, thank you to yourself. A pleasure to speak to you as always. Likewise, Dylan, always great to hear from you. One of the joys of running episodes later on in the week, we pick up all the current news. And emanating out of Matchroom Boxing just this morning, Friday, confirmed that Eric Donovan will at long last get his step up. He'll face current Commonwealth Super Featherweight Champion Zelfa Barrett on the third episode of Fight Camp, August 14th. Also confirmed Belfast assassin James Tennyson versus Gavin Gwynn for the British title. And in his own words... I am honoured she will be gracing this garden. Eddie Hearn announced partially Katie Taylor will feature in that series of fights also. Details and finalities and the opponent and everything else to be confirmed. That will be the August 22nd card which also which features Clay versus Congo, Bacoli versus Kuzman and the highlight of the series itself Dillian White versus Alexander Povetkin. Hold on to your hats people. It's going to be busy. It's going to be fun. It's going to be raucous and it's going to be packed. And we'll have every little bit we can. Lots of virtue signalling, clickbait and good old-fashioned bullshit around the boxing world over the last few weeks post-lockdown. Fair to say, Kieran Farrell doesn't dabble in any of that. Uh, recent news that he's going to spread his eye in his promotional wing over Ireland boxing and Irish boxing, it's brilliant. It's, a, it's more than welcome and it's brilliant to welcome Kieran back to the podcast. Uh, how are you keeping, Kieran? Yeah, all good, all good, Alan. All good. How have you been keeping post uh, COVID nineteen and post lockdown? Have you been have you been surviving and, and beating that as yeah, well? Yeah, you know what, mate. I've actually been pretty motivated. Um, I, I I had a bit of a spell where I was eating pizza and ice cream every night and chocolate <laughs> obnubs, and uh, I put a load of weight on. So I went and was like, oh, I about twelve stone, twelve seven, twelve eight, and I've never weighed that in my life. So um, I, I just started getting out. To, obviously, it's my gym. My gym is shut, but I, I could go and do use it myself. So I'll go and use it my gym myself. And I've, I've I've been training for the last uh, eight weeks. Well, it's my eighth, my eighth week coming tomorrow. And um, yeah, I've been doing a little bit, mate. I've got a four pack again now. So yeah, I'm feeling good. <laughs> there you go. Well, listen, on Father's Day, you want to crack open one of that four pack and put the feet up because you can relax a little bit on the day. But, but <laughs> hey, you fit- know what? I swear down, Alan, I've never had a drink in my life. I've never drank a beer really? in my life. So 
Nah, I drink tea, mate, and that's all I have. So I'll just have a, I'll have a cup of tea and uh, maybe a protein yogurt in a bit. <laughs> that's well, uh, go. as good as it uh, as good as it gets. Good for you, my man. Good for you. But it's fair to say you remain positive, upbeat throughout the majority of the lockdown. You were innov- innovative as usual throughout. You were keeping your fighters inspired and motivated. Do you want to give us a little bit yeah. about the, the the podcast idea and the inception of it? Just because we, I know me and you spoke about it off air about it a good bit when you were doing it. But it was it worked a treat, didn't it? It kept your fighters on edge. You kept them going. Yeah, and what with the phone calls and stuff like that, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was really good. I, I, like I say, I had, I had big plans, as you know. I learned, like I say, a lot of start a little bit of a podcast and stuff like that. But all it is is that I don't want to detract my attention away from what I do as a promoter. I've been planning a um, behind closed door show. It's one of them. I'm right in the middle of conversations going on and sorting things out. Potentially, I've got a, a behind closed door show on with a Commonwealth title fight and it's on TV so that's potentially I'm, I'm, I'm just I've got to go with the flow though, you know what I mean because like I say uh, the people who I'm working with I need to uh, make sure that I vet it all out first yeah absolutely and listen from that point of view Kieran it's 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 the fresh eyes it's the fresh approach and it's the it's the endeavour and it... this is what I'm saying about promoting mate this is what I'm saying about about boxing in general now now all it is is you've got to move with the times and I'm and, and, and because I'm young enough I understand that. Yep. I'm 29 years old and I'm trying to move with the times and, and shit's not happening the same as it was 10 years ago when I was professional. So what we in 2020 now, I was professional in 2008 and deals have changed and and, and they changed from, from 2008, from 1998 and 1990s. They've changed and they keep changing and that's what you got to do. you got to go with the times. People moan about all oh, ticket deals and stuff like that, but you know what it is? You've got to go with the flow, mate. And, you know, if if, if anyone's going to make it, boxing, if any fighter's going to make it, they, they've just got to put their head down, work hard. Look look at Andy Crowley. I said he got beat off a, a, a guy who was won six, lost 36 at, yeah. in his ninth fight, Yusef Almeida. And if, I mean, if that was me, I'll be honest, um, Alan, I, I probably would have jacked it in. I would have thought, oh, it must be shit. If, if I can't beat somebody who's six and 36, I must be shit. I've got to jack it in. But as it is, is um Carlos look at it and look look to the heights what he reached. And in fairness to you, Kieran, you could have packed it all in when the doctors every day when they told you what they told you. You could have listened to all that and and sat around feeling sorry for yourself. You didn't of bringing to bringing one of these new shows because boxing now is new. It's everything now starts again. And you're about, you're new, on the cusp of it's doing that, new. my friend. Yeah. So like I say, it's just it's just one of them. I know. I I, I don't. I don't. I don't really give myself much credit on that on that behalf because all it is is that that's just my character. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't want to sit back. I don't want to sit back and um, and, and and dwell on stuff. I just want to uh, crack on and I'm on it. I'm on it. I, at the time when I had the career, um, uh, the injury and the, the end of my boxing career, I was only age twenty two, and you can't throw the towel in at age no. twenty two and say, "Look, this is what I could have been." You know what I mean? I'll be honest, Alan. When people said keep positive to me, I used to bite the red off. I'm like, what the fuck is positive yeah. about what's happened to me? Mm. You know what I mean? Look, the world's not against you. You know what I mean? There's mm. people, there's, there's African kids outside in the third world. Mate, they're starving to death. They're dying on a daily basis. They ain't got no clean water. And I'm going to cry about my boxing career. Mm, you do, absolutely. And, and what I wanted to say to you as well is I know you don't... You, and and most, of, most of us creatives, Kieran, don't pat ourselves in the back. We don't look for credit. But yeah. when you look at people like Eddie Hearn, who has, who has changed the game and is in the process of, again, 
and he's first and front out to to credit you and to give you a praise where it's deserved yeah. proves that you are doing things right and you don't stop and yeah. look for it you don't need it but you know in the back of your mind that you know in your heart and soul what you're doing is right that the new ways are the way to move forward and there's no point some people might not want to move forward but they can't stop other people moving forward, you know what I mean? And that's, that's the big thing. 100%. What I wanted yeah. to say to you as well is, um, to, uh, wanted to check with you, things are about to start turning a little bit slower again, and the world is about to, the gym doors will open again. Where, what will that, will there be much of a change for yourself and for, for the people's gym, and, and, and where does it begin for you? Well, yeah, I just think that, like, obviously, until, until small hall events, I mean, forget the big events, because, look, all it is is, these these um, novice pros, they can only watch the big events at the minute. They're not part of the big events, and and, and if they're part of it, they're going to be in the way corner, and it's going to be a it, you know it's going to be hard graft. Um, I'm not saying it can't be done; it can be done, but it, they're not going to be the A side fighter. And if when if you're not the A side fighter, you're pissing against the wind, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. Alan, regarding pro boxing right now, when I, I'm, and, and I'm talking, I'm talking about matchroom and and top rank and everything. So I've been offered fights for my fighters on them bills, and you're seeing about Amanda Serrano, she's pulled yeah. out of the Kate Taylor fight because she got offered the purse where uh, Eddie Earn thinks she's starving to death. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And all it is is my brother got offered a purse for the Dalton Smith fight, and we before before we agreed terms, we agreed, I said, look, subject to terms, we'll fight. Nathan's game to fight. We spoke about a fight. The fight was spoke about to be on the Joshua card in Tottenham Hotspur's football stadium in June, and there was a lot of money offered. The first, the first offer I got was 10k for somebody else, and when they say 10k to me, that means 12 and a half grand because I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna push, push them up a little bit, and and because that's obviously that's what I've got to do for my fighters. And then they said to me, "Look, we'll do the Nathan Farrell fight, so Nathan Farrell Dalton Smith fight." Um, further down the line, in in the summer, June, July, maybe uh, Joshua card, maybe the Callum Smith card, we'll do that further down the line, and it'll be a lot more money, you said. That's their words. Mm. And then they offered us four fucking grand, mate. <laughs> they offered us four grand. Then I got, like, Sonny Edwards is saying shit to me, like, oh, yeah, how much was you expecting for a free fight? And obviously I'm like, mate, the promoters need fighters, mate. The promoters need fighters, not the other way around. Yeah. The fighters can fight whenever, mate. You know what I mean? The promoters need fighters now. They need content for TV. And they've got money. They've got millions of pounds. They've got massive exposure. It's different for smaller promoters. They don't have that, you know what I mean? And they have got the money there. And if they want to fight, they can have the fight. But they need to put the, dig a bit deeper in the pockets. You read my mind. I'm going to come to Nate at the end. The demand is there for boxing right now. And I think as sports go... It's the one that probably can, that and UFC, combat sports, can lead the way with attitude, with positivity and everything else, but it has to be done fair. It has to be mutual beneficial and not just lying in the pockets yeah. of the same few. That's it, well, because at the minute, the rules are, I mean, while we're talking about, because um, I, I, I'm in, like I say, I'm in amongst the promoters, the Frank Warren, his Eddie Earn, his MTK, his Kieran Farrell, who, who are all attempting to put on these behind closed door shows, yeah, and with regarding doing the shows, like everyone else's bill's gone up, so the doctors are charging more, the ambulances are charging yeah. more, um, the COVID nineteen tested is 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 a lot more, and everyone else is getting paid more. And then then you've got the promoters. See, like they said that they wouldn't, like they said that they wouldn't, but then 
it seems like he's took it out on the fighters where they're saying, oh, like, you can't get that much. You know, when you're heart and soul, that they've got a lot more to spend as well. But the big news yeah. for hearing from Irish boxing's point of view and the exciting news being a pal yeah. of yours and knowing how passionate you are about and, and how proud you are of your Irish connections, to, you're going to rekindle those now with Kieran Farrell promotions announced during the week. There's going to be a little Irish wing to your um, to your promotional yeah. company. I'm I'm using my um, common sense head here and thinking that that too is going to take time to nurture and grow. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the concept of it, Kieran? Yeah, hundred percent. Look, um, I've got a, a lot of time for a lot of Irish fighters, and I get contacted um, all the time. Uh, six-time national champion, three-time national champion, nine-time national champion. I'm getting contacted left, right, and centre, and I know I, I know I understand the difficulties because in Ireland with the insurance and um, um, Everything, um, you know, it's it's a, it's a costly it's a costly thing, but all it was, um, Alan was I'm getting contacted left, right, and centre, and I know the Irish fighters for such a little country are second to none. Their styles are like the, 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 there's a lot of fighters who are good enough to become world champion in the professional ranks, not just Olympic and not not just Olympians and Olympic medalists. I'm talking about in the professional ranks and, and change their lives. With my little bit of help, I'm optimistic about the journey and I think that I can get an Irish fighter because I love working with the Irish fighters. Like when Dylan Moran was over, I was I was sort of living the dream a little bit. We're going, going sparring wherever and I knew that he could fight and I could put him in sparring with anyone. Being part of that journey, I enjoy that, you know what I mean? Just as much as I enjoy training people in my gym at the people's gym, I also enjoy travelling about going doing some sparring sessions, going doing all sorts of shit. We got up to all sorts of shit. I had a fighter, a fighter on the undercard of the Joshua uh, fighter, um, fighting um, Lawrence Okola um, in the early early stages of his career, and, and he did really well. But me, I, me and Dylan was in the, <laughs> the VIP, mate. was like, sat, Colin Farrell was sat behind doors, Kate Taylor's on the card, walking about in suits like we've, like, like we've made it. <laughs> you, know, good, mate, you know what I mean? We had a right laugh. And we weren't even that. On a Colin Smith card on the Sourland event, so I had fights fighting on them as well. You know we I mean? have to like, give a special shout out to Dylan good, Moore as well. Good. Dylan's a great fan. Oh yeah, he, he's another they, class. They were, they were good. They were good little memories, man. They were good little memories. You know? And there's another example, Kieran, of a class act who had who had his fair share of, of bad luck. Things didn't work out. He didn't. Pack you know it what, in. mate? I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. He, 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 even even to, to like, I'll be honest because I actually had him on a Eubank Groves on the card, yeah, and it was like two weeks before, and he went, look, um, Kieran, we're not going to have the room to put him on there. Um, oh, he's had mate, he's, he's, he's had quite a bit of it, Dylan. To be fair, he went over to Mexico. Yeah. His opponent didn't turn up, and you know, I know that cost him a lot of money. You know what I mean? And then we take all this adversity, mate, and we keep going. Yeah. And that's the main thing. And that's that's the only way you're gonna come forward. And look at Dylan now; he's out in Liechtenstein, living the dream. And uh, hopefully, this IBF fight comes off for him, and he can fucking box his kids head off mm. and put himself in the world rankings. And uh, I'll be buzzing for him if he does. And you'll be you'll be in hospitality that night too. And we'll all be there cheering him on. Yeah. But to come back, I know you're going to work with fellow yeah. Mancunian and a great fella here, a great friend of mine. Stephen yeah. O'Rourke is um he's a he's a fantastic up and coming coach. He's building a tremendous stable there. You're going to be working closely yeah. with him, aren't you? Yeah. Well, Stephen, um, he had a couple of lads match for him, Paddy Nevin and his son Ryan. I think I've always had my, my foot in Irish water, if you will. Yeah. Because like I've done the show in 2017 and this bit of a stable up in Northern Ireland there and. And I had Dylan, Stephen, he has got a stable of good fighters, you know what I mean? And uh, I'm after picking up one or two myself. I enjoy my time, I'll enjoy training with him and um, sort of something similar to that, really, where I might pick up a fighter 
Um, I'm going to show them what I can do for them if we can get this going, which I know that we can. Um, it's going to, it's only, it can only do good for Irish boxing. And the things are moving fast now. The endeavour is there, and the more good eyes and the good, genuine, decent people we have here representing fighters, the better for us, for Ireland, and of course for Kieran Farrell promotion. Before I let you go, I cannot yeah. talk about the man himself. You touched on it earlier on. Nathan, of course, for those that don't know, yeah. is your brother, yeah. your younger brother. Yeah. Um, he was yeah. on a fantastic run in the pre-COVID-19. He had caught a couple of wins on the next-gen cards. He was he was exciting people. Talk to me about it now. How's he getting on? You know what, mate? Is it, again, Nathan's part of this younger generation, what I'm talking about. And it, although Nathan just turned 27, Little things can get to my brother. A little thing can affect my brother. And I know that. And um, with the Dalton Smith situation or the, the fight, my match room, um, uh, we got told that they signed him up. They never signed him up. Um, then they got offered the match room fight. Uh, was going to get him a six-rounder in May and then put him into the the, uh, the title fight with Smith. He let it get to him a little bit. It fell off the ball a little bit, mate, I'll be honest. And then... And he finds it within himself all the time, you know, a few words of inspiration from myself and say, look, they, you know, nothing fucking happens overnight, like you said before. And, you know, we've got to crack on because what else are we doing in life? You know what I mean? What else are we doing? If, we, if we're not, if we're not, if we're not fighting for something, then what are we doing? We're just existing and it's not about existing, mate. You know, we, we're all limited on this time. This is why I like talking to you, Alan. Nathan's been back in the gym, been training hard and, um, uh, Look, we'll see what happens, mate, you know yeah. what I mean? Because anything can happen. It's Would you like to reduce your monthly bills? Whether it's utility bills such as electricity, gas, TV and broadband, or mobile phone, mortgage and various life, home or pet insurance. I choose want to find the best deal for the Irish consumer and make sure you get the best deal every time. Click the link in today's show notes, sign up and I choose will do the rest. Honest, straightforward and real. Kieran Farrell and Nay. If you don't like that, you want grey areas, I suggest again, find them elsewhere. Thanks Kieran. Always here and looking forward to chatting with you a lot more over the next coming weeks and months. News around the boxing world. Reports suggested that Manuel Navrate's move up to the 126 pound division would likely see him leapfrog Michael Conlon to become the WBO number one mandatory for the title that's held right now by Shakur Stevenson. Navratra is easily the busiest of all champions in any weight. He's had seven fights in 18 months and impressed in pretty much all of them. It still has to be confirmed and, and a lot of things need to be ironed out, but looks like all those pieces will fall into place as soon as and if Stevenson vacates that title. A shock announcement was this week from Andrew Selby and it was quite sad as well which reminds us of this brutal business that we love and watch so much of. He announced his retirement from pro boxing aged only 31 with a mere 14 fights under his belt. He's widely regarded in the amateur circles as one of the best if not certainly one of the best to come through the GB system. Bad luck, lack of big fights and the sad loss of his mum and subsequent battles with depression and all the dark sides of, of, of real-world life have contributed to the decision, and we can't wish anything other than love, best wishes, and happiness for, for a young man who had it all at his feet, and it just proves again the finest margins that are in life and in this game and this sport and this business. So again, big, big, big shout-out and best wishes to Andrew Selby. 
Golden Boy appeared to be struggling to keep Ryan Garcia's feet on the ground, with recent reports suggesting that their relationship has hit yet another low, if that was possible. Garcia is more of a social media star right now than he ever has been in boxing. He hasn't proven anything really in boxing yet, has shown glimpses and signs against contenders and against, uh, let's just, let's be honest about it, against people that he should be showing them against. He is bitching at Al Hoya again, and they're, they're Let's face it, they're pretty good at both. And De La Hoya was a, a better boxer than he ever needed to be a bitch. But uh, he's got his hands full right now with Garcia. And it's ironic because there are a lot of similarities in their personalities. Garcia doesn't have the obvious genuine talent from the jump that Oscar had. And he has a lot to prove in boxing. So you'll have to watch that and see. But I just have a feeling and I think everybody can see that he's looking and wants to get away from Golden Boy and long-term future possibly almost certainly with Canelo super featherweight champion and Carl Frampton target Jamal Herring has tested positive for COVID-19 this week he's had to withdraw from his July 2nd fight with the tight I think it was a title defence with Puerto Rican outsider Jonathan Oquendo Herring said he still hopes to face Oquendo he wants to fight Oquendo before he ever does face the Jackal so we wish him a speedy recovery because he is genuinely one of boxing's good guys One of actually he's one of boxing's great guys Mentioned earlier on about Belfast James Tennyson. His fight has been confirmed on Sky Sports against Gavin Gwynn for that British title. Two more to be confirmed later this week will be Carl Frampton and Michael Conlon. Both look set to appear on the same card, separate fights, Frank Warren and BT Sports. It'll be in a studio somewhere early in August and we're waiting on the dates and the details and everything to come out. Also featuring on those Frank Warren BT cards will be Quiva Nadiarko, Anto Kakachi and newly signed Limerick's Eddie Donovan. Taylor Serrano on, off, on, off again. I don't know what to say about this, to be honest with you. I know Eddie has confirmed Katie will appear on that August 22nd card. We would hope it will be Serrano. But another one who is a... Should I say diva? I won't put any tag on her. I just think she's she's an unquestionable talent, a champion. Let's leave it there. She's never content. She seems to be always a victim. And yet again, she thinks it's okay to withdraw. Albeit this time, it probably is the most legit excuse she's had. She's not willing to suffer at the hands of Eddie's slippery negotiating skills. And uh, he will be definitely tested by her and her um, sense of, uh, and her group of panderers and, and sycophants. Look, she's looking for the biggest payday of her career against the biggest star women's boxing. Fair play is absolutely required, but that's about it. You know, you're not getting any more than that, I'm afraid. Delphine Pursuant's craving for attention, redemption and an upward opportunity brings clamour from a certain group of hacks on this island and I'll never understand it. i never understand it. I think the willingness to see the other side sometimes just becomes a little bit desperate and it wears a little bit thin. To ever travel to a loser's home country and interview her and then carry her argument forward from the night she was beaten... To see her drop back down to amateur boxing, get beaten at amateur boxing and still stay as she's an amateur boxer but still want a professional shot at a title, it's a little bit pathetic. It's a little bit pathetic for the fighter and it's a little, it's even more pathetic for people who have no reason to be connected or aligned beside her. So I don't want particularly to say too much more about it because it's not worthy of it. Katie Taylor will feature on the Fight Camp card 22nd of August hopefully against a worthy opponent and most likely against Amanda Serrano. And just before I get to our third guest of the episode, a division that I've been looking at and anticipating a possible explosion at 
is the 57, around about 57 to 61 kg. So you're talking about featherweight, super featherweight in and around that. Possibility of all sorts of fights between fellas like Michael Conlon, Carl Frampton, Tyrone McCullough, J. John Nevin, John O'Carroll, James Tennyson, Eric Donovan, Deco Garrity, a whole host of domestic professionals. Rivalry is after exploding this week, an absolute spectacular fashion. It started out in a typical social media bitching match and appears to be gathering a serious amount of momentum and no little intensity either. King Kong John O'Carroll and uh, the Mullingar shuffler John Joe Nevin. It definitely started off what seemed to be towing and froing and tongue in cheek and it's after getting more than heated. It's got bordering personal now at times as well. Will anything come of it? Who's to know? Will it become the latest social media battle to make it into the ring? We don't know. It has all the attributes, it would have all the elements, and it would make an absolutely intriguing fight. And I'm going to be speaking to John Joe Nevin tomorrow, Saturday, and I'm going to have a proper good chat with him and see what his feelings are on all of it. And hopefully we'll reach out to John as well, see if he has anything to say to me. But watch that space, because that will absolutely be a fight not to miss if it were to happen. It's all ifs, buts and ands right now. But we've seen ifs, buts and ands on social media turn into uh, fights before. Larry Friars is going to be the very first Irish boxer back between the ropes next Tuesday in Las Vegas on Top Rank Show. And he joined me today. To be honest, I thought 2020 was over. You know what I mean? Because uh, you've seen the pandemic, what was going on with that. You know, everybody was talking about how sports might make a comeback till 2021. And so I was, I, was, I was downbeat for a while, you know. But thankfully, you know... My wife, Catherine, you know, we were expecting our second child and um, thankfully we had a lovely wee baby girl and, you know, when she came into the world, it really, it really just changed everything, you know what I mean? Boxing, boxing didn't matter anymore, you know what I mean? Just, the, the, the main thing I had in my eyes then was uh, her and my son and, and, and just making sure they were all right and doing everything we could uh, to provide for them and to make sure that they were good and safe, you know, and, but like that too. You know, I knew I had to keep training, you know what I mean? Obviously, with the gym being closed, you know, I just meant just running every day and just shadow boxing and, and just trying to keep the diet, the diet as best as I could, you know, and try and keep the weight on point. And, you know, thankfully that all paid off, you know, because my manager gave me a call there about five weeks ago and says Top Rank wanted me to, to fight one of their guys. And, you know, I'll listen, like, you know, Yes, couldn't come quick enough out of my mouth, you know, I was just that excited to get that, to have the opportunity to get in and get fighting again, you know what I mean, that's what every fighter's been dreaming of since the lockdown happened, and the fact that they reached out to me to go on one of their shows was, was unbelievable. Like, There's something I meant, and it's just come into my mind, Larry, and, and I know you your attitude is can fight, will fight, but I suppose for the fans at home, and these would be one of the questions that the, particularly the, the the boxing geeks, what is the the exact process when when your manager rings you, Larry? I have a fight for you. Is it is it as simple as yes, I will anytime, or or what 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 goes into that decision making process for you? I'm lucky enough that I have a I have a coach and a manager who both know that when they offer me a fight, the only answer is yes. You know. They, they know that's that's all that's coming out of my mouth. But I'm, look, I'm, I'm one of them guys, you know what I mean? Like, I got into, I got into, into the sport late enough. You know, I, I turned pro when I was 20, just turning 27. And, um, you know, on top of that, I, I had been out of sport for near five years. So once I got back into it, I made it, I made it clear to my managers and my coach that, you know, 
I wouldn't be turning down any fights. And if a fight ever came to them and was offered to them, that they wouldn't turn it down either. Because look, I I have a thing, you know. I'm in it. I'm in it for a good time and a fun time, not not an overly long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the only way that I can have fun in this sport is that when I'm fighting, you know. Yeah. And sitting on the sidelines is not is not what I got involved in this sport for, you know. So thankfully, you know, they trust in me that that. I'm I'm good to take on anybody they put in front of me, and that's that's the way I've always laid it out to them. So thankfully we have a good understanding. So anytime they do call me up to, for me, it is as simple as yeah, let's go for it. You know. The key word to that whole um, explanation there, Larry, is trust. It's the bond between you and your team. You know, they know that you're willing to fight, and you know that they're willing to put the right fight in front of you. They're not going to throw you into something where so. And I mean that's in a nutshell, I suppose, is the best way of describing it, isn't it? You have that now, and that has come through a career. Of learning, hasn't it? And and, and it's there now. Yeah. And you're about you're about to uh, get the wheel rolling as far as Irish boxing goes. I spoke to Dylan Moore in a few minutes ago, and he said the same as he, he was two weeks out from the fight with Dennis Alba. You and Ray were about to trade uh, trade letter the, the next day, and and yeah. pretty much he said the same. He thought that was it. The year was done. You know what I mean? It was all but yeah. rod off. Now you're about to go. He's about to go. I suppose we all like to stay positive and the most of us in boxing do like to stay positive even in your most positive moments could you have imagined could you have been back in the ring that quick there was a part of me thought really didn't think I would be back trading that quick you know because after the first couple of weeks of the lockdown going on you know you heard the stories you heard the rumours the top rank were itching to get back you know what I mean especially after the UFC had, had already said they were coming back and you know, I, I seen Bob Arm doing an interview saying, well, you know, we're going to be the first one back and this, that and the other. And, you know, once once I started hearing all that, you know, I, I reached out to my manager and said to him, have you heard anything about Top Rank? And he says, indeed I have. He says, I've actually been talking to him. And he says, you know, thankfully I, I, I've, I've worked with Top Rank on a few occasions. You know, this will be the third time now. This will be my third time fighting on a Top Rank show. So he says, funny enough, that... Um, Top Rank had reached out and uh, mentioned my name about the possibility of when they do get the shows going back up and going, that they would like they would like me to be part of it. And with that in mind, and that just made made the made the training and isolation that wee bit easier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Knowing that there was a, knowing that there was a possibility that that there was something on the horizon. You know what I mean? It, it made getting up in the mornings to do them runs uh, that wee bit more easier. You know? Yeah. And to be fair to you, um, you look fit, you look ready, you look the way it looks on point. You look hungry, as you always do. So if it was ever needed, it's an extra little bit of motivation, a little bit of hunger to bring to the ah. ring. And for anyone that's not not aware yet, uh, Larry, Larry's opponent on Tuesday night will be Puerto Rican uh, John Bowser. And he, just to give a little bit of an outline, he, he says he likes to box. He's described as a boxer. And uh, as I said to you in this previous, as when we chatted yesterday, uh, safe to say that he's not going to be let do that too easily. Larry Fryer is going to bring thunder and a storm and uh, you must be just at this stage you just want to get it on I said, do you? If I had my way I'd fight undefeated fighters every day of the week you know what I mean it's, that's, that's what I'm in the sport for you know I want to test myself against the best that I can possibly test myself against and um, you know just, just get in there now with a guy who, who has a he had a standout amateur career you know he's, he's 13 and always a professional you know people are talking highly about him top rank signed him up you know so he's got all this all this buzz about him and I just can't wait to go in there and take it all away from them. You know what I mean? That's that's it. That's what's all about. Getting in and testing myself against the best that the possibly is. And look, I'm 100% confident that I am going to go in there and I am going to take away his undefeated record. You know what I mean? There's no two ways about it. I put the time and I put the work in. 
and and there's only one outcome of this fight, and it's going to be my name called out as the winner after it. You know. Yeah. To be fair to you as well, I think this. I, I well, I hope that this thing surrounding undefeated and the zero. I, I believe it is getting a little bit less uh, popular, if you want to use that word, or it's it, it's starting to become recognised that if you're fighting the best and you're testing yourself in every single fight you step out and you're not taking a, a taxi driver with no disrespect to anybody. Um, we've seen the likes of Agogo, we've seen the likes of Kelly, we've seen the likes of Fowler, all these massive big profiles coming along and it was just a matter of a time before they arrived and it didn't happen. And I think what it sees now is when people see, like in MMA, when you see a loss, or you see it's, it's about how do you come back from that loss and I think that's what you and most every other Irish fighter that I've been speaking to is, is about. It's how you've come back and nine out of ten times 10 out of 10 times, 11 out of 10 times, you guys are bouncing and bouncing bigger, harder and stronger every time with a better mindset. That's it, you know what I mean? Look, you know, if the zero, the zero can actually bring you down, you know what I mean? It's a big weight, it's a big weight to be carrying on your shoulders, you know what I mean? And thankfully, you know, I always knew when I got into this sport that I, I wasn't going to be one of them guys. I wasn't going to be one of them guys that was going to be um, protecting his own, you know, with the way I like the fight. It's it's all or nothing, you know what I mean? So it's, look, I'm going to get you or you're going to get me, and that's just it. And that's that's what I like. That's what I enjoy, you know what I mean? I'm not going to go out there and try and dance around the ring for, for 10 rounds, hoping that I can land a jab in one of them rounds and you won't hit me at all and win by points, you know? I'm going to go out there and it's just that rings there, you know what I mean? So that's why, that's why I know this fight. Now on Tuesday, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great fight because this kid has never he's never been in the ring with someone that wants it as much as I have, and he's gonna find himself in some very very deep water. And you know what I mean? because I'm gonna be bringing it to him from round one to whatever round I stop him in, or if it goes to points, then it goes to points. But he's he's <laughs> he's gonna have a, a hard night's work in his hands. You know what I mean? And trust me on this, when he gets out of that ring, he's gonna know he's been in one out of well, Larry, listen, you can have all the flair and all the panache and all the dancing and footwork you like in Puerto Rico, but when the Irish tornado touches down, when, when little Larry climbs in there, he is in for, as you say, a baptism of fire on on, uh, on next Tuesday. Listen, it's been a privilege, pleasure to chat to you again. Apologies for the little bit of a mix-up. Uh, have a great training session. Keep yourself safe and well for the next few days, and a uh, big love to you and Catherine and the kids, and we'll chat to you Thank really you soon. Thank you so much, Alan, mate. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it, mate. Thank you, Larry. Chat to you soon, my man. Stay safe, bud. A timely intervention from the beeper there. Thanks, Larry. And the best of luck to him and his team for the fight next Tuesday night. We'll all be watching. Get behind him. Hit him up on social media. Let him know he has the country behind him. That's about it for me and them until then. I've already had a wonderful list of guests for the coming episodes. And after the announcements this morning from Matchroom and with what's to come from BT and Warren... I'll be sitting down over the weekend to add to those and make sure we bring the best, the reliable and the most genuine Irish boxing information, interviews and details your way. Stay safe, stay sane and remember, all's well that ends well.